Okay, how's this? That's perfect. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah I can hear you. Uh, Great. It was on. I had to select the microphone as speaker phone, and now I'm good. Okay, sick. Let me see. I'm gonna pop in my headphones just to see if. Uh, okay. And then you let me know if this fucks anything up. How's You're still there. Yeah. Is the quality okay? This quality's just fine. All right. Excellent. Okay. Amazing. Um, All right. Welcome to the Amazing Post, you've Thomas got, Stanley. You've got you've got eight minutes. Eight minutes. Talk to me okay. for eight minutes. Okay. Um, uh, I just want to do a quick recap. I was just thinking. Okay. Um, good to talk to you again. Um, Very good to talk to you again. All right. So I just wanted to catch you up on some stuff. So real quick, um, we had this ex exhibition with Boriana Rosa from okay. Planetary Party. Um, okay. Last winter. Um, there was also some new materialists there. It was, it was a big kind of uh, huge production in Bulgaria. Uh, the idea of superpositional intersectionalism, uh, obviously heavily influenced by black quantum futurism. And we're talking about this idea of a, and kind of coordinating the concept of a superpositional guard, which is like an avant-garde, but used with quantum mechanics. Oh, I like uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. And also like a superpositional party. Okay. Because, um, I don't know. Have you ever heard of this guy named Joseph Boyce? By any chance? Yes, of course. Oh yeah. Oh, sick. All right, right. I totally forgot. You're... The early conceptual artist. Yeah, German dude. Yeah. Uh, yep. Um, yep. And I don't know if you uh, you probably know this or, or I don't know. Doesn't matter. You know his work, uh, Seven Thousand Oaks. It was actually directly catalyzed the formation of the Green Party. No, I didn't know that. No, no. Yeah, yeah. It's totally insane. I didn't realize that until like a year later when I was doing research or a year ago. Um, 7,000 Oaks at Castles, uh, which kicked, was part of Documenta, Castles, Germany. Um, okay. He planted 7,000 Oaks, and then like a month later, it became a huge kind of rallying symbol that allowed the Green Party to kind of exert and announce itself, you know, and kind of birth itself. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, and I was like, holy crap, this guy actually like did, like you really kicked, kicked ass, <laughs> you know? Um, so that was kind of uh, the idea behind the superpositional party. If like Joseph Boyce did it in 1970, why, why not something again similar, or maybe probably better? Why not better? Uh, exactly. Yeah. And you know, I was just thinking, I was like, you know, what is what exactly came out of uh, the Green Party? Well, not only the Green Party, but I was like, you know, I'm pretty sure Joseph Boyce is the reason that Germany like heavily funds culture, like the whole Berlin scene. You know, uh, a lot of the dance music um, kind of mixture of media and all the stuff. I bet yep. it's like it's totally traceable back to like boys showed like what culture could do. And then the government was like, OK, now we have to fund it you, or like we understand how it fits into society or and it doesn't fit in. There's a lot of, you know, critical artworks. Um, but I was just thinking about that as like a kind of catalyzing force, like kind of shifting flow of resources and all the stuff. Um, I don't know what you think about a society that you know Germany as a society that had this um this very brutal intersection with fascist control should come out of it with a desire to do everything it can to foster an open society and artistic creation and cultural um permissiveness is a part of that you know yeah, yeah, totally. And I was also thinking about this uh, before I was like floating this idea. I was like, I wonder if because of the trauma of history, like they understood like art artists and like art cultural production as kind of a preemptive conflict resolution, right? Like yep. if you have a 
yeah, if you, you like, instead of giving people like weapons and kind of tools, you just like, you're like, make some art, you know? <laughs> like, yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I was just thinking about it. Is it kind of like, um, here's some toys, here's some cool stuff. There's like a higher chance you'll make something cool with this set of things than those set of things. Um, yeah, I, I want, um, you know, I, I ask myself really, like, really, what would I change about the scene that I have access to in, in the United States of America? And, you know, I don't, I don't have like an easy, like, I've given it some thought, but I don't have a lot of easy answers. Um, you know, how would you reprioritize things so that, you know, more voices are heard? more approaches to working with more different kinds of materials are explored. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, well, this is what I was, uh, no, totally. That's what I was like thinking the established about. Oh, art scene endorses, um, you know, all of these different, uh, transgressive, um, ideas, but, but it does so um, only after the person has sort of found their way into the, you know, inside, you know. So it's like the underground has always got this official endorsement on it or it's or it's starving, you know. <laughs> exactly. You know what um, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Th this is what I was like thinking more in this terms of like a, like an ecology and ecosystem, like a healthy, you know. Hypothetically, you I, mean, could I, have... think, I think anybody would be really quite surprised at what I would do with a million dollars to make sound art. And I, 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 I bet you know, so, and yeah. I, I don't want to give my ideas away, but I don't think that it would be anything like the, um, you know, the institutional instances of public art that we're all familiar with. I, I think I would have a much larger penetration, a much deeper penetration into daily life with, um, with resources to actually make, you know, make the sound worlds that I hear um, manifest, you know, realizable to people. No, this is totally, I totally agree because I mean, I've experienced it and I would vouch for it. So no. Yeah. So I think it's like, because now we're talking about like, what's, what type of impact, you know, what's going to make more or less of an impact. Yeah. Um, no, I would totally back it. And I, I like, that's what, I mean, so after the supervision party exhibition, I was like working on that question. Like, how do we just like, how do you like proof that Thomas Stanley is any, um, you know, um, sound worlds, a million bucks and Thomas Stanley uh, sound worlds will like have a, like a much wider positive impact than a million bucks in like a Doritos commercial. Um, exactly. Exactly. I just, yeah. And I just learned that like Netflix documentaries or yeah. videos, they get three million per like episode, you know, and it's like they pump out fifty after. There's like fifty episode packages, and they all suck, you know. It's like total. But, but they're but they're also topical, and they all get like you know press coverage, and they all become sort of like the water cooler discussion thingy, and and unfortunately, that's kind of the um, that's kind of what the track. You know, that's how the truck, the, the track operates. That's how, that's how, you know, our discourse around art as something that people can consume, whether it's online or at the gallery or, you know. Oh, oh, dude. Oh, did you like this? I mean, we were rushing on this like last time, but okay, this is really funny. I, I had this like crazy thought yesterday. Okay. 
it's a it's an art thought okay so it's yeah it's a little bit raw okay yeah. so i was yeah. thinking i was like because i was doing a lot of research into complexity science i was like you can actually define life life can actually be defined as a series of informational paradigm shifts like like say the the fish hops onto the you know onto the land and they're like what if i grew an arm instead of another fin right yeah Yes, it's a paradigm shift. It's like, and then like, what if I like grow some toes and stuff, you know? Um, yeah. So I was like, oh, you know what? Like, like evolution is like series of imaginative, informational kind of uh, derailment or detourments, right? Okay. That okay. have an outcome. And I was okay. like, I was like, oh, do you? Okay, this is hypothetical. I was like, if you were going to measure, we we're just going to take transplant this roughly. Uh, onto like it onto measuring Peter's life, okay? Because I'm okay being measured. <laughs> like I'll be the poor, poor, poor asshole, you know. On the... Okay, let's measure poor asshole Peter's life in terms of infor- like in terms of like the biological, you know, yeah, kind of how organic systems function. We'd be like, okay, how many paradigm shifts did Peter generate, and at what scale, right? Ah. Uh. So then, so then you can actually be like, okay, because like we can, for sure, like we could be like a purpose of a physical system on earth is to generate paradigm shifts. It's not to sustain itself. It's not to, it's not like competition. It's not, um, it's not reproduction, right? It's not replication of itself. Actually no. life is about continuous imagination. And I was like, if then we, and it's proven, I was like, okay, then we can just be like, okay, a human by extension, you know, let's make this proposition by extension, a human is a uh, kind of being of continuous imaginative shifts. And then we can be like, okay, uh, now we send this into the Netflix situation. We'd be like, how much of paradigm shift is another shitty Netflix episode versus Thomas Stanley's sound world. And you get it Thank at a 66% discount. He's only asked for Thank 1 million. You. you get a 3 million shitty episode. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. no paradigm shift. That's all I need. Yeah, you got a fucking sixty-six percent discount on this. <laughs> <laughs> Paradigm shift sixty-six. I'm gonna write this down. This is a great deal. Uh, <laughs> um, I love this. The and, and we should be um, we we shouldn't be an impediment to that process. We should add to the complexity. We shouldn't um. You shouldn't be so obsessed with institutions. Beautiful thing about hello. Hello. I'm still here. Hello. Yeah. Oh yeah, you okay, cool. You're cutting in and out about like you I uh you know what I did is I was going to the Whole Foods in Alexandria and in the building i'm in like an alley that has some exposure to you know <laughs> i guess the, the radio waves cool. or whatever but at this stage yeah, of the game like, like history was a pause history was not an acceleration it was actually a pause in evolution to allow us to do mm-hmm. some really ugly things that could only be done within history to build a machine of a certain kind so that we would then be done building and tending to machines that could come out of this history phase and actually start evolving again so now we have all this tech. We have it, and it's great, and we have plenty of it. And, you know, you tell me how much more we need. I think we got plenty, you know, like, um, plenty, yeah. 
like the Nollywood film industry is still running on like versions of windows that we've deprecated a long time ago and they're doing fine. Um, so, so now it's time like, okay, we built the machine. We have the political function of decoupling the machine from the greedy elites that have basically, um, you know, position themselves at a certain point within that, you know, the feedback loop, but they're not necessary anymore. They're not necessary. Yeah. Well, like slaves and masters are obsolete and, you know, both of them. And now it's time to like evolve again, man. It's time to like, you know, like complexify consciousness, the, the yeah. degrees of novelty and paradigm shifting that can happen at the scale of imagination and in the domain of internal thought reflection uh, and internal construction is enormous. You know, I mean, that to me is kind of the lesson of, all psychedelic experience is just how much how much me there is to me that i never get to and how do i get to the rest of that me you know that's amazing that's a really good um, i'm really impressed with that it's, it's i agree scale, that's like amazing. It's a scale thing for me it's like wow there is so much of me and i and i'm living in the tiniest little corner and i've been crowded into that corner to serve an agenda that's about you know producing well for other people right so now it's like okay history is over and we had a system that needed masters and slaves to create the machine the machine is pretty much done and yeah. now it's kind of like can we just you know can we just get um you know like I, I honestly think like maybe the slaves have to take the first move because if the slaves go away uh the masters disappear too well um let me let me throw this out let me throw this out. Um, uh, hold on a second. Okay, so I like the I like I like this the thing you were like. There's more me than I know, or something. Or there's more me way inside more. of me. Way, way more, more me inside of yeah. me than I know, right? Um, for sure, I agree with that. But I also think about this. Like, what if there? So what if there's a me inside that is neither? So we can possibly propose like a me that's like neither slave nor master right right um, right right and if if we start from that position we'd be like right what, um uh what is the me that's going to do this thing or this function of constructing more paradigm you know can you know yes. in line with the complexity of life complexification yep. of life yep um i don't know i don't have the word for it or you know i'm just saying i was like that it's like i totally agree with that and um I was um, um, kind of on a humorous note. As the counter part is like, um, so I was developing this ca character of Captain Amasia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like his his shtick literally is that he's like a quantum plumber. Okay. Like, uh, like the idea is that like the planet, all these systems and stuff we live in, you know, um, like the technology, all the stuff, the policy, blah blah blah. I think I, I think I would extend this idea that there's more there's more of it than the it knows it's there, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, also that. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I was like, what if we like oh, Captain Asia? You know, his uh, on this idea of the first stab, kind of like, uh, but he's kind of a first plumber. So he goes into the into the plumbing and he's just like, oh, plunging out stuff with a quantum plunger. It's like, oh, there's a little, there's some like, there's some like extra dope energy in this system, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that has been untapped. And I was I was thinking a lot about, you know, like um the invention of the turntable where you know 
um, it was a consumer grade technology, right? Like right. It was designed like you push one button, then you sit there passively and listen, right? Right. Um, but then like some kid or some kids, like they're like after years, you know, there's probably like millions, a kajillion plays happened, like people for ten years or something, like a decade of people using this machine this one way, and then some kid or whatever, there's a group of kids that are just like, I'm gonna put my, I'm gonna put my damn hand on it. <laughs> you know grand wizard theodore yes exactly grand wizard theodore invented scratching and he did it accidentally he heard something he was trying to stop that record from spinning so he could hear his mom calling him to dinner <laughs> and something about it now you got to figure this is like like the tiniest little bit of sound is what he heard as he reached right. up to grab that record but it was enough for him to go you know what there's something here right right and he kept pulling and before you know it, he had turned the turntable into a fully functional musical instrument. And now every conservatory worth their salt has a fucking DJ, you know, <laughs> yeah, it is a, you know? That, that that like tiny you know accident, it's like a like a tiny, like, exactly. fish flopping out the land. Yeah. Grew an entire but ecology. But see, but see, look, that sound, no doubt. Mm -hmm. It had been generated dozens, if not hundreds of times before, but only Grand Wizard Theodore was smart enough or insightful enough or inspired enough to say, you know what? This is something. This is not just noise. This is energy. And I can turn this into signal and make it into music. Right. Right. Well, you know, I also love that, you know, I mean, this is what we say, the intelligence and all the creativity and stuff, because it's like he's using something that was in front of everybody. Right. Yes. He didn't like invent a new machine. Like, he didn't like. It wasn't like I'm going to go construct a different turn. It was just like, whoa! I interact with this thing slightly differently. It just has like unbelievable, different set of possibilities. You know. Exactly. Exactly. Um. Okay. Sick. I was. Just, I was just remembering that. Um. Maybe that's it for today. Like. All right. Really, good. Good. We okay. made some progress. We made awesome. some progress. <laughs> I'm right. going to slap this on Do Instagram and tag you. All right. All right, good enough. Do something for me and tell people I got a record that I want them to listen to. It's on Bandcamp, eatbushmeat.com or something like that. Yeah, on eatbushmeat.com. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Love you, Peter. You, Take care. You too, All right. Peace.